Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, where the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. So we've been talking about the kingdom, Cheryl, talking yeah. about the new normal. So yeah, we're talking about the slipping new normal. into the sermon Pastor here. Pastor Carl started this, uh, the whole sermon series off with a scripture in Ecclesiastes 10, verse 5 to 7. said, there's an evil which I've seen under the sun, an error which proceedeth from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in low places. I've seen servant upon horses and princes walking as servants. Princes and so, walking. And so what was wrong with this scripture was that princes and rulers were not taking their proper place. They yeah. weren't living like princes and rulers. And similarly, uh, we introduce that scripture because sometimes we as kingdom people, as God's children, don't live uh, according to the standards and the way that God intended us to live. We're members of God's house, his family, we're citizens of heaven, and we've been conferred the title conferred of kings and priests. Us. And so yeah. we need to live and move according to that new normal, which is the kingdom of God. That's right. So it's really important. That's why we started uh, the first sermon series about defining what the kingdom is. And it's a place where God is welcomed and experienced. Welcomed and experienced. <laughs> I actually changed that a bit because at first I had he is where his reign is submitted to and experienced. And, and I just thought, let's, let's break that down a little bit. And his ways and his... His ways are welcomed. They're welcomed and, and experienced. experienced. Yeah. 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 Not that I mind submitting. I have no problem submitting to God because no he's sub- so good. Yeah. That word doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But some people get creeped out on the submission thing. You got to submit to God, brother. Well... You really do, but, but you know what? He's an awesome God, sister. isn't he? He's, he's an awesome God. So, so we introduced the kingdom in the first week. It was like yeah. a fire hose. Mark yeah. 1, 15 said, the time is fulfilled. Jesus said the, the time, time is fulfilled. I mean, his first teaching, his first teaching, saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand, which means, boom, here it is. I'm going to show it. Bring it. I'm going to manifest it. It's within your reach. It's in your midst. And the kingdom was Jesus' message. Yes. Like it was fully his message. Yes. And actually, his first sermon was all about the kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. It's here. It's within yeah. In your reach. Yeah. I mean, and you have to understand that they understood that clearly because they were living in a time of kingdom. Mm-hmm. And because they were living in a time of kingdom, they were under kingdoms. They knew what kingdoms were all about. When Jesus said, I'm bringing a new kingdom, that's pretty radical. And he's saying, I'm bringing a new kingdom. And they use the word repent. Say repent. Repent. Now, a lot of people think repent is, you know, feel miserable, feel sorry, but it's not. Repent is straight up, just change change your mind. mind. It's one of the worst translations ever in the Bible to take change your mind and make it repent. So, you know, if you're new or you're new to that language, one might ask, well, what does kingdom mean? And you gave us a great scripture in Romans 14, verse 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom's in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom's in the Holy Ghost. What is it in the Holy Ghost? It's righteousness righteousness. in every way, body, soul, and spirit. It's not seeking righteousness. It's receiving righteousness. It's receiving joy, and it's receiving peace in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom is a gift. The kingdom is an absolute gift. It says that in Luke chapter 12, 32. It says, Do not be seized with alarm or struck with fear, little flock for it is your father 
It's your father's good pleasure. It makes your father happy, happy, happy to give you the kingdom. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to earn the kingdom, you're not going to get it because the only way you get it is to say thank you and receive it. There's really good news. You ready? Here's the good news. There's a new kingdom, a new reign. God himself has instituted a new kingdom and it's really, really good. Think about it. Repent in change light of the mind. new facts. Change your mind and embrace it and yeah. walk in it. So that was it. So Jesus the kingdom's message. not a kingdom of inferior angels. It's a kingdom of his son. Yes. It's a kingdom that's already in existence. It can't be shaken like other nope. kingdoms of the earth. It's going to endure to the end. And the subjects are all made kings themselves. Isn't that great? How great is that? How great is that? It's, it's the only kingdom it's where... Monarchy. It's the only kingdom monarchy. where service monarchy. is what we do. It's not who we are. Yeah. Because in his kingdom, he doesn't make you all subservient. In his kingdom, he, he makes you sons up. and daughters. Mm-hmm. In his kingdom, he lifts you up. So a lot of people think, well, I'm a child of God now, better serve him every day. See, in the kingdom of God, he serves you. Mm-hmm. In the kingdom of God, he serves you. Who's your helper? It's God himself. Yeah, Who does true. he send to help you? It's Advocate, the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we can't handle that because we're stuck, we're stuck on autocratic and, and uh, hierarchical systems. And we think God's a hierarchical God. But God said, in the kingdom, I mean, even Jesus said, who am I? I'm the chief cornerstone. Have you ever seen somebody lay a cornerstone? It's, it's the first buried. stone to go in the dirt. And then the foundation gets laid on it. And then it gets covered with dirt. If you go look at a beautiful building, you're not going to see the cornerstone because it was down there with a plumb line. Everything is based on it. But it's down there covered in dirt and Jesus says I have come not to be served but I come to serve who's he serving you yeah and what is he I love it Zach last we were talking about the king king. and in the kingdom it says the kingdom must have three things what are those three things every kingdom has a ruler a realm and rules yeah and so we started last week unpacking the king say the king the king who is the king? The king is Jesus, absolutely without question, absolute authority, absolute mm-hmm. power. And what's so amazing, sometimes you think absolute power, that's frightening. But you know, when you understand his nature and you know who he is and you know that his power is constantly used to serve you and for good for you and to manifest love for you, you don't mind honoring and being a part of that kingdom. But in that kingdom, I love what Zach said, Jesus is a king, king maker. maker. He's a king maker. Mm-hmm. And see, he came to lift us all up and bring us into the royal family. Amen. So where is the royal family in Canada? Turn around, look at somebody near you. Right here. You looking at the royal family right now. So the importance of the kingdom, um, we need to understand that it's important. It's what Jesus preached and it's what the apostles preached. Acts 2 verse 36 says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, Lord and Christ. He's and Lord so that was the message of the first apostles of I the early it. church. I love and it. it was a message of Jesus. And that's Peter who a few weeks earlier ran away from the same group of people. In the same place, he ran away and he cursed and said, I don't know the man. A few weeks later, after seeing what they did to Jesus, a few weeks later, he said, this Jesus who you killed, you. You. God has made him Lord, Lord. which is Lord in their realm, Curios. You know what else was Lord? Caesar means Lord. Caesar is Lord. He said, Jesus is Lord. And for all the Jews, he said, he was the Messiah. He's the Mm -hmm. Christ. So he said to Jews and Gentiles, Jews and all, everybody says, Jesus is Lord of all. He is the coming king who came to do these things. One of the, you alluded to it a minute ago, but one of the best phrases or the phrase that really resonated with everybody in small group was this whole idea of kingmaker. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it says in Ephesians 2, 6, it raised us up together and made us made sit us. in heavenly places with Christ. And Revelation 5, 10, if you're looking for a scripture about why, you know, Jesus makes us all it's king. It's a big deal. Is it says, and he has made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on earth. We shall reign where? Reign on earth. Oh, gosh, that's a bug. Sorry. <laughs> Keep that, keep that bug in the blue box. Sorry about that. And so we have on earth authority to reign and rule as kings. Ha! And that's through servanthood, right now, just like you mean Jesus. Later, when Jesus comes back. And we have a back. responsibility now? to minister on God's behalf. What? And we're ministering on the behalf of humanity. So we're like a bridge people. We are. We are yeah. bridging heaven. And I literally live bilaterally right now. I, mm-hmm. My passport, I got, a, I got a passport to heaven. But right now, I'm seated with him. It's not when I, when I die, I get to go to heaven and be seated with him. I'm seated with him right now. He has made me and to be seated out of with there him right now. Live. Right now. Yeah. And I live out of the unseen realm. You got to get accustomed to getting an understanding of the unseen realm. Because Jesus said that, that I'm ready to give you things where I am seated. He says, he says don't, don't look at me where I'm seated. He said, seek those things that are above where I'm seated. Why should you seek those things? Because there are things in the unseen realm that God wants to bring here. And you are a priest. You are a pontiff. You are a bridge. Yeah. And you are a king with authority. And you have authority to push cargo over the bridge and bring it into the seen realm. That's good. That's why kingdom is a really big deal. And you have mm-hmm. to understand kingdom is the message of the church. It was the message of Jesus. Yeah. It was the message of the apostle Paul. So I love Zechariah 12 verse 1. It says, the Lord who stretches out the heavens and lays the foundations of the earth, who forms Forms a human spirit within a person says, Who am I? I did all of this to put human spirit in man. Right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And to share my revelation of myself with my offspring, royal family. Yeah, Zechariah 12 1. I love that because it says in the NET, it says, The Lord. They got that dash there. It says, dash, he dash, stretched dash. out the heavens and laid the foundation of the earth who forms human spirit within a person says. So the Lord says, but in between the Lord says, he sandwiched some stuff because he's saying the Lord. Because you're saying, well, which Lord? Who, who are you? Who's talking here? And he said, he wanted to define who he is. And here's what he says about himself. Who am I? I'm the one who stretched out the heaven. I'm the one who laid the foundation of the earth. I'm the one who puts the human spirit in a man. And yeah. what he's saying is, he's literally encapsulating his purpose was, I created the heavens. I put an earth in it. I put a substantial place in it so that I could put man in it, and, and I, I did that so that I could manifest my kingdom and my lordship. And put my spirit in man. Put my spirit in man. Yeah. That's, that's a revelation of who he is. Now, yeah. now, Jesus, back a couple slides. Oh, you jumped ahead on me. Oh, did sorry. You know, did you know Because you <laughs> I got that one phrase there. If you go back two slides. There, yeah, there. Jesus is not the gospel. Oh, sorry. I forgot that one. If you're going to preach with you, you got to stay in line. <laughs> you got to submit to the process. So Jesus is not the gospel. You okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? Jesus is not the gospel. Are you okay with that? You better be okay with that because Jesus is not the gospel. Jesus said, I've got good news. That's the gospel. Jesus said, I have a gospel. He didn't say, I am the gospel. Jesus said, I have the gospel. Like if Jesus said, hey, I've got a box of good news for you. Let's talk, let's talk about good news. I got good news. Don't you want good news? Hey, folks, I got good news. Aren't you eventually going to say, well, what is the good news? Can you show me the good news? Can we have some good news? If Jesus came and said, hey, folks, I've got good news. Everybody, good news, good news, good news. The gospel is good news, but you got to know what it is. And Jesus came to bring the good news. And the gospel itself, the word gospel, isn't good news. The word gospel is there is good news. But what is the good news? The good news is that Jesus preached the kingdom. Jesus said, I am the door. 
door. I am the gate. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am how you access. I am going to give you. I am the new and living way so that you can access kingdom. If you think Jesus is the gospel, get Jesus. You got everything. Well, that's all true, but you got access to everything through Jesus because by the spirit through Jesus, we have access to the father, but access to what? To the kingdom. So a lot of us will camp around there. We stay at the cross. We dance around. And the next great thing that's going to happen is he's going to get us out of this mess. And so let's all hang in and be happy. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. And that's great. But you've got to understand that he came with a message. And the message was kingdom, the kingdom. A kingdom is the governing influence of a king over his territory, impacting it with his will, his purpose, his intent, producing a citizenry. Say citizenry. It's a tough word. Citizenry. Citizenry. Producing a citizenry of people who reflect his culture and manifest his nature and his glory. So God wants to get the whole glory in the earth. It's a kingdom is how he's going to get his glory in the earth. It's establishing kings and priests who will manifest his glory in the earth. So that's important. You remember the queen of Sheba and Solomon? He was so amazing. And the queen of Sheba, she went all the way down. She wanted to test him because she said, I'm the queen of Sheba and my world is awesome. I've been hearing about the Solomon dude. I'm going to go down and test him and find out if he's really all that. When she went down there, she was crushed by what she saw. When she walked in and she saw his kingdom, she was totally, whoa, what an amazing kingdom. It says in 2 Chronicles 1.15, it says in Solomon's kingdom, he was king and the king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones. Yeah. So the kingdom looks like something. What God's going to give you looks like something. The kingdom so isn't, I get to go common. to heaven. The gospel isn't be, even, yeah. I get to go to heaven. Yeah. But all these things are there. They're free. So tell me, what is it? Well, I'm just thinking about things, you know, if silver and gold were made common, then common. shouldn't healing be made common? common? Shouldn't deliverance be made common? common? Shouldn't all people being lifted up be common? Because these are all a part of the kingdom. Yeah. They're all gifts. They're not things we have to earn. Like, mm-hmm. let's all struggle for a healing. Are you ready? Like, that's not kingdom. Yeah. Kingdom isn't, you know, work yourself into it. It's the Father's good pleasure to give, give to you, to you kingdom. kingdom. Is there anybody here? Yeah. They're here. <laughs> <laughs> trying to shout hallelujah through, through your mask through is a bit of a challenge. That's right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if you're going to shout hallelujah, put a mask on. All right. All right. Zechariah 12, 1. You ready? All right. Psalm. Psalm 8, verse 4 to 6. says, what is man that you're mindful of? I'll see this as like an angelic being that's kind of watching God and how he cares about yeah. man. And he's watching. Like, Angels having a conversation with God. Like, Father, I, I don't get it. They, they're total goof-offs. I mean, you're so good to them, and they don't get it. They're living way below their privileges. I don't understand why you're even so mindful. He is mindful of us. Yeah. God, we are on his mind constantly. It's like why we got to you? sneak in in a, a heavenly conversation. Yeah. yeah. You, eavesdropping on, yeah. on a heavenly conversation. Yeah. Father, why, why are you so mindful of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. Bam. Another brutal translation in the Bible. Scratch that one. If you have a Bible, write on it. I mean, just scratch this word out. This word is Elohim. It's found in the Bible, I think, over 500 and some times. Every other time it's translated God. Except this one time, the translators were just like... Couldn't get their heads around it. 
And, and it literally says that, that in some of the, the Jewish uh, translations of the scripture, they changed it. But in a Jewish mindset, you couldn't say God. You couldn't even say the word God. So this was mind-blowing for the psalmist to say he made us a little lower than God. Like, that's crazy. But this is absolutely true. You made him a little lower than God, and you crowned him with glory and with honor, and you made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. Yeah. So God has given us a responsibility, the resources, the power, the authority, the place to reign and rule in life right here and right now. And he's crowned so, us. Crowned us. Yeah, with glory and honor. Crowned us with yeah. glory and honor. Yeah, with sorry. tender mercies and loving kindness. He's I crowned us. Flow there. You, you did. You stepped into my flow. But that's okay. Psalm 115, 16. The heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth, even the earth, is given to the children of men. So that, that defines two areas. Say two realms. Two realms. There's two realms. There's heaven and there's earth. Say heaven. Heaven. Earth. Earth. What's going on in heaven? Absolutely surrendered to and loves being surrendered to the reign and the rule of God Almighty. And then there's earth. It's another realm. And here we are in this realm. But you see, God right at the beginning, he gave this realm, the realm that you're in right here. Mm -hmm. Guess who has authority and responsibility in this realm? Mm -hmm. You. Point to your neighbor in a, in a socially applicable way, physically distancing. You! Shirley's given you authority yep. over you are the captain of your destiny. Mm -hmm. You are the one who allows and disallows whatever's going on in your life. God has already made a determination. He is for you. He is committed to you. Mm -hmm. He's committed to his purpose in your life. He's never going to back up. He's never going to change his mind. He's no shadow of turning. He's full on for you. Now, what are you going to do with the full on advancing, powerful fire hose of God's love and purpose towards you? I'm going to manifest it. You betcha. <laughs> All right. I'd like some meatloaf today. Yeah. That's All right. So how did we lose that? Then? So Genesis get... 1 says that he created man in his image, said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. And have subdue dominion. it. So dominion and the ability to reign and rule over earth was originally given to us. Say so subdue happened? it. Subdue it. You know what that word is? Take over? Kabosh. Kabosh. You know where we get the other word? Kibosh. Yes. And they put the kibosh on that. Mm -hmm. Now, what's weird for me, if, if God put Adam into a perfect realm, why would he say you have to subdue something? Why would he say reign over? Why would he say put the kibosh? Why would he use that word? Why would he say subdue? And why would he say guard it? Mm -hmm. Why would he say that if it was all perfect? Why would he say that? Because there was enemies it, lurking. There were enemies. It, right at creation, crea this creation was created in the middle of a cosmic struggle. Mm -hmm. And there were enemies to the intention and the eternal purpose of God right there. So God created a place. He took the floor of heaven and he put it in earth. And he said, now we're going to fill the earth with the floor of heaven. We're going to invade this realm with the kingdom. Now put the kibosh on anything that tries to come yeah. against that. Anything that tries to limit the manifestation of the kingdom in this realm, I want you to put the kibosh on it. Yeah. So what happened? And he, and he, and he crowned it with glory and honor. So we weren't helpless. We, they had everything. We were capable. Fearless, bold, powerful mm -hmm. in every single way. So he says, put the kibosh on it. But then we know in Genesis 3, the that serpent comes by and he serpent. says to the woman, he says, you will not surely die. You're not going to die. If you eat of this tree, you're not going to die. I mean, what do you think? God knows that if you eat of this your eyes will be open now here's what was true here's what was true you will know the difference between good and evil 
you will be able to know the difference between good and evil. That Which was, was never God's intention. For never God's intention. Never we're supposed God's to live intention. in the ever knowing how good things are. Yeah, we were supposed to eat of the tree of life. Yeah. Well, what's the matter with good and evil? Good and evil is what's going on in the world today. We're all judging Judgment. each other. We're judging what's going on. We're judging political parties. We're judging everything. We're determining, I like this, I don't like that. I like this, I don't like that. I like this, I don't like that. You're That's the person, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You're a good person. You're a bad person. You're good enough for God. You're not good enough for God. And all of that has crept into mankind. And there's this independence that came into mankind where I determine what is good and what is bad. Mm -hmm. And so we determine our own level of morality. We decide, we decide, should a woman wear a long skirt or a short skirt? She'd never wear, women shouldn't even wear pants, Maisie. My God, you wore pants to church, Maisie. You know a day when that would have been wrong for you. When did you get delivered from that, Maisie? You came to Canada. <laughs> Uh, you came to another kingdom. You came to another realm, and, and the customs were different in another realm. True. So, I mean, there's things that had to have the kibosh, but the devil came in, and he messed the whole thing up. So Matthew chapter 4, 8, and 9, we're covering so much ground today, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But here we go. It's he like showed trying to him. discuss a kingdom is like, you know, trying to compare a glass of water with the ocean. It's just so big, it's so hard. So and we got like 10 minutes to finish it yeah. up. It's Move awful. Along, Pastor Are you ready? Carl. Matthew 4, 8, and 9, it says, he showed him the kingdoms of the earth. This is, Jesus went, driven by the Spirit. The Spirit took him in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And the devil's final temptation was, I know why you came, and you came to get the kingdom back that Adam lost. And I know why you came. And he said, instead of you doing it through submitting to your father, I'll give it to you. Imagine the nerve. So he said, I'll give it to you. And it is not a legitimate temptation if, G if the devil couldn't have given it to Jesus. Yeah. If it wasn't his right to give it, that was a not legitimate temptation. But the devil is saying, I'm going to give you a shortcut, all right? Don't, don't go through all this nonsense, honoring your father, all this stuff, and living out of the heavenly realm. I'll give you the purpose for which you're sent right now. You don't have to pass, go collect $200 right now. Boom! I'm going to give you what you've been sent to realize. Wow. It's now, I want you to understand crazy. this. The devil really had it. Where did he get it? He got it from Adam. Adam was a man. Adam, when he fell, when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they chose independence from God. God, I don't need you to be my life and be all in all. I'm going to pick and choose what's good and, and what's bad. And the devil bad. was offering Jesus Boom. an independent way to Independent regain. way again. He, again, he, he appealed liar, to he really Jesus being a man. He appealed to that same man. He appealed to him, yeah. says, live independently of your father. Yeah. Live independently of your father. Do what Adam did. The first Adam, he took the shortcut. Come on, live independently of your father. Mm -hmm. And so he had the right to give that kingdom. But Jesus, as the God man, but every bit of man, he came to win back the kingdom for the people. Are anybody tracking with me? Yep. It's so awesome you folks are here with kids. I can't believe it because we are so boring to anybody under the age of 50. Well, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I got a little oh, picture boring. for you. A little picture that we had early in the whole process. But there's a timeline at the bottom. Adam lost it. And then, boom, Jesus restored it. But the big circle is we're living in two realms right now. Yeah. We're living in heaven and earth. But we're also living where there's two realms in the earth. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Mm -hmm. We're living right now where we're subject. You can be subject to the kingdom of heaven or you can be subject to the kingdom of darkness. And even as a believer, here's the good news. It's really not good news. Here's the news. The devil still tries to get you yeah. to live independently of God. That's, that's still what he does. that's a struggle sometimes. You know, yeah. we, we preach this kingdom reality. We preach we have it all. And that sometimes the world is confronting our inadequacies or the, 
we don't have it all currently. And uh, I love the illustration where it's sort of like D-Day and V-Day from the World War II. And so D-Day was really determined that the Allied forces had beaten Germany on D-Day. But V-Day, Victory Day, didn't happen until a year later when Germany finally surrendered. And so it's sort of the same thing. The D-Day happened when Jesus was it's uh, died the, and the resurrected. The fatal blow has been hit. And V-Day is, is us enforcing, enforcing the win the win, enforcing Jesus. the victory. Mm -hmm. That's a good analogy. Yeah, That's I like good. that. So, so here we are. And it, would be, it would be wrong for God to tell us, resist the devil, if we didn't have to resist the devil. Yeah. It'd be wrong for us to say, don't be ignorant of the devil's schemes if there wasn't still a struggle between us and the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. So we don't rustle against, rustle, we don't rustle. We don't rustle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in high places. But you know what? We wrestle from a place of victory yeah. and we wrestle from a place of absolute authority mm -hmm. because the kingmaker made you a king. Yeah. And he made you a priest mm -hmm. in this realm. Amen. So in this real realm, quick, I'm going to go through a couple of things really fast, really hard to get it. Get the notes, do something, read it for yourself. But John chapter five, it says in this hour and the hour is coming and is now when the dead will hear the voice of the son of God. Say son of God. Son of God. The dead will hear the voice of the son of God. And those who hear me will live. And then, he, then later he says he was given authority. Jesus says, I was given authority because he said, by what authority are you doing this? I mean, you're healing on the Sabbath. You're doing all these things. By what authority are you doing? this he says in the end in eternity the voice of the son of God he says that he will speak over the dead and they will come forth but then he says but now he has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is why did he get authority why does he have authority because he is why does he have authority right now where in this realm why does he have it because he is got to pay attention to this you ready he's the son of man not because he's the son of God, but I have authority to do all these things because I am the son of man. And you see, as the son of man, we have the responsibility, the right, and the ability, and the authority to reign and rule in this realm, to allow and to disallow. Yeah. We are not waiting, oh God, when are you going to fix this? It's your turn. But if we don't know it's our turn, we will sit here and struggle and not understand what our responsibility is in this realm. So that's what he says in John. It's the son of man who had that authority. Going to go all the way back to Daniel chapter 7 because Jesus adopts this name for himself. Jesus, in the new covenant, he's adopting and declaring, this is my name. I love that. And where did he adopt it from? Do you love that he adopted yeah. that name? Yeah. Jesus said, I am the son of man. But in Daniel 7, 13 and 14, it's, it's Daniel's getting a vision and he's seeing a vision of something that's going to happen in the future. Thousands of years earlier, Daniel is getting a vision of something that's going to happen, and he's lifted up to see something in the eternal realm. And he says, I see one like the Son of Man, and he's coming with the clouds, with the angels of heaven, and he comes to the Ancient of Days, to the Father, and they brought him before him, and then it was given to him dominion and glory and a kingdom. Jesus enters the throne room. In the ascension, he went up. He ascended with his own blood. He poured it on the mercy seat, and when he was there, and he ascended with the angels, and I'm Psalm 24, he ascended. Who is it? Who's coming? Who Jesus, the king, of, king glory? of glory. Who is it? It's Jesus, the king of glory. And he comes and he ascended. That man, Jesus, a man, a man, just like you and me, the son of man, went into the eternal realm where no man had ever gone before the ancient of days, and he received the kingdom, dominion, and power, and authority. And when Jesus came back, he said, I have been conferred on me a kingdom. And he said, and I'm conferring on you now a kingdom. I have all authority in heaven and in earth.
earth and I give you that authority. Amen. And see, Jesus was putting a demand on this prophecy. Some people put it way out into the future, somewhere in a millennium. It is now. It's complete now. It says, I'm going to jump ahead because we're running way, way out of time. Way out of time. Going to jump ahead because Daniel, at the end of that chapter, it says, but the court was seated and they took away the dominion of the devil. They robbed his authority and, and to consume and to destroy. They robbed it forever. Then the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven. The enemy was stripped of it, but he said, it shall be given to the people. It shall be given to the saints, saints of the, of the most, most high God. God and his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. All dominions, all thrones, all rulers in this realm, the absolute authority has been given to the children of God, given to the saints of the most high and we have been given now authority in this realm to go and exercise over every false king and false ruler in the spiritual realm. We have authority to cast them all down. The devil was defrocked. Amen. It's good stuff. Good. Colossians 2, 14 I and 15. This. He nailed it to the cross, disarmed principalities and powers, made a public spectacle, triumphing over it. Colossians 1, 12 to 14. We give thanks to the Father. He delivered us from the power of darkness, and he conveyed us into the kingdom of his Son. I mean, this is finished stuff, yeah. folks. This isn't somewhere in the sweet by and by. This is finished reality he stuff. rescues us rescues from us, the power of darkness. transfers us, removes yeah. us. I mean, you are never going to be exposed and, and, and under the authority of the kingdom of darkness, because he he put you in the kingdom of light. Mm -hmm. You didn't. He put you there. Yeah. And he's going to keep you. Hebrews 2, 14, and as much as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he became the son of man. He shared in a body so that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. devil. That's why he came. Because the son of man lost authority. The son of man had to get it back. So in this realm, which was always God's intention, in this realm, this realm, this kingdom can become the kingdom of heaven. You can pray, your kingdom come, your will be done as it is in heaven right here in earth because this work is absolutely finished and we've got a responsibility Amen. to enforce it in our world. Acts 17, 6 and 7 they turned the world upside down. Paul went with the message there's a new kingdom and he turned the world upside down with a message there's a new king. That was their message. They came with the message that there is a new Christ. Romans 5 17 you ready? For it is by one man's offense death reign that was Adam, Adam brought in a reign yielded it to Satan but by one man he got it back by one man, Christ Jesus. I love the word much more. Say much more. Much more. Much more those who receive. Say receive. Receive. It's not those who achieve. Yeah. It's not those who just do enough Bible study or praying. It's those who receive. It's those who receive the finished work of the kingdom. What are we receiving? I'm receiving the abundance of grace and I'm receiving the gift of righteousness. So how do you reign in this life? You receive the abundance of grace. You receive the gift of righteousness. And where will you reign? In heaven. No, you'll reign right now in life through Christ Jesus. Amen. One more verse Pastor Cheryl, are you okay, ready? Go ahead. I know it's like a fire hose right now. Yep. Revelation 3.11, pay attention. Are you ready? Look what it says. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have that no one may take your crown. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody take your mm -hmm. crown. Don't let any rubbish or false teaching. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of translations say, don't let any man take your crown. And, and I can think of two ways a man might take your crown. He might do what you were called to do because you never got revelation of who you are. And somebody else 
might do what you've been called to do. That would be really sad. I remember Reinhard Bonnke, God said, well, do what I want you to do. And he said, oh, God, don't send me. And he says, you're my third choice. I don't know what that's all about. But clearly a few other people said no to a destiny. Mm-hmm. Don't let any man take your crown. Yeah. Don't let any man take your destiny because your destiny is secure. It's absolutely assured. Mm-hmm. Don't be shaken from mm-hmm. it. Don't let any man, and you know if someone else will take your crown, giving you false doctrine mm-hmm. and giving you false teaching and telling you that we're not reigning and ruling now. We're not really powerful now. It's not a gift from God right now. It's all going to be ugly right now until we get to go to heaven. Right now is going to be messy and ugly. It's going to get bad. And we're all going to, you know, get a vaccination and get the 5G and get the mark of the beast. And it's all going to get bad, bad and ugly. But don't worry, God will get us. We have a responsibility because we've had a kingdom conferred on us to live in the already, even in the midst of, you know, living between two realms. And then we should savor every moment. Like, be present. Be fully present. I love what Greg Boyd says. He says, we need to live by God's big story and bring that into the little things that come against the day-to-day struggles. Amen. Yeah. You got to superimpose his kingdom over every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to pray. Are you ready? Now, listen, if you're here, I know that was a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But if you're here, here's, here's the good news. How do you get in? You receive it. How do you enter the kingdom? We talked about that before. How do you enter the kingdom? You must be born again, but it's born from above an act of God. And how do you do that? You just say yes. How do you receive a gift? You say thank you. And so if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, if you're watching online, you don't know him, you're hearing all of this and saying, man, there's a kingdom. It's not just Jesus. Jesus is the king, but he's a king maker. He's a way maker, and he's brought us into these benefits. I want every benefit. I want to manifest it all. If that's you and you say, I want to get in, then I want you to pray with me, all right? Everybody here is going to pray, and I want you to pray. And if you're here today and you want in, I want you to pray with me. Are you ready? Here we go. Are you ready? Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the kingmaker, that you've made a way for me to enter in to the kingdom of God. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. My sins are forgiven. I'm healed and set free. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome stuff. Now, God bless you. We're going to release you and let you go. We got to uh, yep. give their, our microphones away to these guys, the after service team. Give it up for the after service team.